0: 28. This is Scott Ford coming to you, the Libertarian Professor, your home for conservative and Libertarian Talk Radio. Thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, it's been weird. I know, I know. I've been a bad, bad talk show host. I uh, haven't been able to get the shows out like I wanted to, but I'm here with you today. Today, we're going to talk about a bombshell, an absolute bombshell. That has hit in Texas. Uh, my good friend, I'm saying sarcastically here, uh, Dan Huberty, Representative HD-127 Republican, has come out and basically said that school choice, school choice is dead. That's right, school choice is dead here in Texas. Now, for those of you who are anti-school choice, for those of you who are pro-school choice, you're already upset. You're already upset, and you're right to be upset. For those of you, however, who are like, yeah, Dan Huberty did the right thing and, and we shouldn't have school choice, I am going to explain to you. I am going to show you evidence and explain to you why what Dan Huberty has just announced is actually even worse than school choice. Now you're like, no, 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 Scott, I don't I don't believe. It. You know, I know you ran against the guy, so you obviously have a bone to pick. That's beside the point. The reason why I got a bone to pick with it, guys, is because I've been following him and I know what he's doing. But for those of you who actually have an open mind, whether you're liberal or conservative or anywhere in between, we are going to show you from Huberty's own mouth, as well as from Huberty's associations, why. Why the news that came out today is bad for parents, bad for students, and especially, especially bad for teachers. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, surely, Scott, there's there's no way that this could be bad for teachers. Believe me when I tell you, by the time we're done, by the time we're done with this, I don't care if you are a, a, a staunch anti-school choice supporter. I don't care if you are a Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, anti-school choice fan. By the time we're done with today's show, you are going to be calling Dan Huberty and expressing your anger. I guarantee you, or ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you don't like the show, a money-back guarantee. But we're going to hit first our first commercial break, make sure everything works here. When we come back, we're going to get into what Dan Huberty has done, what it means, and also, and also, like I said, we're going to cover why. What he has done is worse for parents, kids, and especially teachers. You don't want to go anywhere for this show. You're gonna get straight talk, you're gonna get the truth, and you're gonna learn something that uh, well, they don't want you to know in Austin. Don't go anywhere. Well, guys, we'll be right back. Hey, 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 welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're talking about the bombshell. That came out of Austin, which really honestly should not have been a surprise to anybody, anybody out there. We, I mean, for those of us who have been paying attention to the shenanigans, the the uh, misadventures, as it were, of Dan Huberty, this really is no surprise to us. Uh, let's be honest. Dan Huberty is a bad Bad Republican. Now, if you're just joining us, what we're going to talk about today is Dan Huberty has basically said that public, uh, not public school, but school choice here in Texas is dead. It is dead, dead, dead. And you know what? As chairman of the Education Committee, he has the power, he has the absolute power to make sure school choice doesn't happen. Now, in today's show, today's show is going to be two parts. The first part is going to talk about what he did, what, what his stance is. On school choice. Now, the second part of this show, for those of you, and if you're pro, if you're anti school choice, if you're one of those people out there who think that school choice is the worst thing possible, hang with me and keep an open mind because you are being duped. Not about school choice, not about school choice, but you're being duped by Dan Huberty. See, Dan Huberty is taking this approach that he is anti school choice. But don't think he is your friend. Don't think he's your ally. In fact, what Huberty and Joe Strauss have planned for you, my neighbors, is even worse. It's bad for the students. It's bad for the parents. And it's epically, epically bad for the teachers. And we're going to get to that in the second hour. Uh, So just hang with us for that one. So let's actually get into this. First of all, just so we're completely clear here, I want to read to you what the RPT, the Republican Party of Texas's platform is regarding school choice. Now, again, if you're anti-school choice, you're like, yeah, right, no problem. You know, I'm glad he went against it. But again, hang with me because we got some learning to do here. So, school choice, according to the Republican Party platform, quote, "We believe that all children should have access to quality education. We support the right to choose public, private, charter, or home education." We support the distribution of educational funds in a manner that follows the student to any school, whether public, private, charter, or homeschool, through means of tax exemptions and or credits. Now, of course, we're talking about vouchers. We're talking about educational savings accounts. Now, full disclosure, I am a pro-school choice advocate. I believe in educational savings accounts. I think that parents should have the right to choose the best educational options for their kids, whether it's public school which is where my kids go, private school or homeschool. So I I want to get that bias out of the way so you know where I'm coming from. But again, that's not going to change the facts regarding what Dan Huberty and Joe Strauss have got planned for Texas is bad for kids, parents and really bad for you teachers out there. I mean, this is going to be epically bad. Hang with me and we'll explain why that is. So this is the Republican Party platform, okay? So the Republican Party platform states very clear that they believe in school choice, that they believe in public, private, charter, homeschool. So right off the bat, we know that Dan Huberty is automatically a bad Republican. Now, as we go through this, I want you to remember of the organizations that have endorsed Dan Huberty. They are standing behind... Dan Huberty. So Dan Huberty is anti-Republican Party platform. So Dr. Steve Hotze you might have heard his commercials on 950 and 740. He has endorsed very proudly and publicly Dan Huberty for supposedly conservative values. A Texas Homeschool Coalition has endorsed Dan Huberty, even though, as you're going to find out, Dan Huberty is very much anti-homeschool. And, of course, Texas Right to Life has also endorsed Dan Huberty. He hasn't come out being pro-death this session yet, but I think it's just a matter of time. So let's talk about the big article that was the bombshell here in Texas. This was released today, February 28, 2017. Now, if you're watching live on YouTube, thank you for joining me. If you're listening to it on fine Internet radio stations like RagingElephantsRadio.com or BlackMarketLiberty.com or LibertyRadioTexas.com, you're getting this the day after. So Texas House Education Chief declares school choice bill DOA, debt on arrival, of course. Austin, the top education policy official in the Texas House. That's right, because Dan Huberty is now the chair of the educational committee. So his opinion regarding education really, really matters. So I want to keep something in mind. While Dan Huberty was school board president here in Humble ISD. When he was school board president out here in Humble ISD, I think it was the same year I was winning teacher of the year in Humble ISD for my my campus. Uh, We had four of the worst 50 schools in Texas. We were ranked four of the worst 50 schools here in Texas under Huberty's watch. So give you some perspective on how much educational background Uh, This guy has. So anyway, so the top educational public official in the Texas House said Tuesday that he would not allow the approval of school vouchers this legislative session, a blunt pronouncement that could be fatal to the prospects for legislation that is a priority for many top Republicans in the state. Now, remember, I read to you the RPT platform, school choice. Okay, Dan Patrick has made school choice a high priority, but Dan Huberty is blocking it. The official House Public Education Chairman, Dan Huberty, Republican Houston, actually, um, humble, okay, HD 127, that's humble, Kingwood, Itasca, a little bit of spring, a little bit of Crosby, and a little bit of Huffman, said during a Texas Tribune event here that he and his colleagues, I should say uh, him and his uh, conspirators in the House already have debated the issue at length. No, they haven't. And determined that vouchers would reduce school accountability by putting public dollars in private schools. Now, I want you to pause here. This is the article. Huberty is concerned. He's worried that we're going to put public dollars in private schools. I want you to remember that. Public dollars in private schools. Now, this is something. This is a key issue that anti-school choice people repeat like a mantra. They don't want public school money to go to private school. Public funds should go to public schools. Public funds to public schools. Taxpayer money should not go to private schools. Remember that. Keep that in mind. Because what we're going to find out is Dan Huberty has every intention of giving public dollars To private organizations, all under the heading, right? All under the heading of being anti school choice because he's hoping, he's hoping that you don't pay attention. He's hoping that you're not able to put the pieces together. So he doesn't want to have public dollars in private schools that are not subject to the same rules. And also would distract from more pressing challenges such as fixing the school financing system. So, again, Dan Huberty has laid out two big reasons why he's anti school choice, right? From the article, Public School, uh, Public Dollars in Private Schools, right? He doesn't want the public money to go to private organizations that are not subject to the same rules that we have for public school. Remember, those two facts. Now, anti school choice people are all for that. They, they believe in that. They are for it. You know what? That's your belief. Fine. You're honest about it. You're honest about it. What you're going to find out is Huberty is not honest about this. Huberty is not honest about this. And in the second hour, I'm going to present you proof, absolute proof, that his stance is not. What he is telling you. Imagine that a politician lying to the constituents. Asked whether that meant a high-profile voucher program from Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was, quote, dead, dead, dead. Huberty said yes. Asked whether there was anything that could change his mind. Huberty said no. Quote, why don't we talk about the real issues? End quote, Huberty said. Of course, because we, by the way, when politicians say that, when politicians say, let's talk about real issues, what they're talking about is let's switch the focus. (laughs) Don't focus over here. I don't want to really talk about that. Look over here. Everybody look over at this hand. Don't look at what this hand's doing. Look over here. That's what's meant by, let's talk about some real issues here. That's total political doublespeak, okay? So the pronouncement was not a complete shock because, and again, those of us following them, because Huberty long had opposed vouchers, which takes the per child money slotted to go to public schools and instead allow parents to have it pay for part for private tuition at private schools. Again, remember that. Remember one of the big, big complaints from anti-school choice proponents is they don't want public money, taxpayer money, going into private organizations' hands. They don't want public money that would go to public schools to be diverted into a private organization's hands. That is the crux. That is the heart. That is the core of the anti-school choice argument. Now, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. You know my opinion. I told you my opinion. I believe in school choice. But the anti-school choice people out there are honest about their motivations. They are honest about what they believe in. We're going to find out once again, Huberty is misleading you. The pronouncement was not a complete shock, blah, 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 because Huberty Long had opposed vouchers, uh, blah, 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 blah and moving on. House Speaker Joe Strauss, remember Joe Strauss, okay, House Speaker, selection of Huberty to chair the Education Committee was seen as a signal that the House would not entertain any significant in- significant increases in the style of school choice. By the way, Joe Strauss came out to the kingwood task Cedar area to stump for Dan Huberty. Still, the news was a dramatic death meal for a major proposal. Patrick, in particular, has declared vouchers as one of his top priorities and suggested that he will not approve reform of the school finance system unless vouchers are approved. Governor Greg Abbott, U.S. Senate uh, John Corrin and Ted Cruz, and many others also have said that they view school choice as the civil rights issue of this generation. They believe that the vouchers level the playing field by allowing poor families to have the same rights as wealthy families, to choose to go to schools that will help them the best. For Huberty, who, like others, have said that vouchers would not help poor families because they would not come close to paying the full cost of private school tuition, the argument was not persuasive. At the event Tuesday, Huberty said he would not talk to Patrick about the issue. Quote, I'm sure after this, I will. So this is the article. This is the big article. It's from the Texas, it's from the Houston Chronicle. Texas House Education Chief declares school choice bill DOA. And so we're going to continue talking about this. What are the implications for this? What does it mean? And again, we are going to also discuss why what Dan Huberty and Joe Strauss have up their sleeves is a disaster for parents, kids, and most especially, teachers. Yep. You don't want to go anywhere, guys. You're going to get the full breakdown of what's going on. Don't go anywhere. Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. My name, of course, is Scott Ford, the Libertarian Professor. You're home for conservative and libertarian talk radio For those of you who have been wondering where I've been at, guys, I I sincerely apologize. I do IT consulting now, or training consulting for an IT security company, and I have just been absolutely swamped, but uh, my phone absolutely blew up. My social media was blowing up um, because of what happened with Dan Huberty's recent announcement that School Choice is dead, dead, dead here in Texas. Again, I want to remind you, the RPT platform, the Republican Party of Texas platform, states that we believe that all children should have access to quality education. We support the right to choose public, private, charter, or home education. We support the distribution of educational funds in a manner that they follow the student to any school, whether public, private, charter, or home school through means of tax exemption, and or credits, so we're looking at either school vouchers or the ESA program, the Educational Savings Account program. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the ESA, basically it's like a health savings account. The money you would pay into school goes into your account, and you can use it anywhere. Now, I want to bring something up because this is something that is a concern, and I think it's a legitimate concern that we have to address. Now, remember. I've been a classroom teacher for 15, 16 years. I have a master's degree in education. I've been teacher of the year for my campus here in Umbel ISD. I've spoken at state conventions for education. So I'm not somebody who's looking out or who's from outside looking in. I have been in education. My mother was a teacher. My mother-in-law, rest her soul, was a teacher. My wife is a teacher. My kids go to public school. And so I'm not somebody who is out there going, well, you need to do this, and you need to look. I've been a sub. I've taught in Title I. I have paid the dues, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And one of the concerns that is always raised when you start talking about uh, school choice, and the picture that's created is if school choice goes through, then public schools— will be destitute. Public schools will not have any money. They'll have to use, you know, nails on a blackboard, okay? They will have to have kids sitting on the floor because they can't afford new desks. Uh, They couldn't afford to pay teachers what they're worth. Oh, wait, we already don't pay teachers what they're worth. So this is the picture that's created, right? Whenever you start talking about school choice, let me bring a little bit of reality to this. For those of you who aren't teachers, and for those of you who are teachers, when I point this out, you'll be like, hey, wait a minute. You're right. For those of you who are teachers, look around your classroom tomorrow when you go to school, and I want you to think about how much of your classroom you have personally put money into. How much of your ability to teach has been basically dictated by your ability to buy things for your classroom. Now, again, teacher for 15, 16 years, I can tell you in many cases, it was because of money I spent out of my own pocket, which allowed me to teach lessons, lab equipment that I've purchased, resources, books, Uh, Handouts, all this other stuff that I purchased out of my own money to make this class happen. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, hang around teachers at Target, Walmart, Staples, and Office Depot when you have back to school sales. The teachers, this is this is a holiday for them. Okay, Um, again, my wife is a teacher. When back to school sales hit, we go through a couple of phases around here. The first phase is depression (laughs) because it usually means summer vacations coming to an end and then after depression comes euphoria because now they can go shopping and get all the stuff they need I, I go with my wife we got, my wife's an elementary school teacher okay I was a secondary high school so I didn't buy as much uh crap <laughs> okay but my wife she grabs the pens and the paper and the pencils and the craft and then the glue and all this other stuff and we walk out we drop at least I don't know in one trip we drop at least hundred dollars That's just one trip. Of course, she goes back. Okay. Then you have Oriental Trading. But I want you to remember this. Even though, even though here in Texas, school choice is not an option. Around classrooms across this great state, if teachers didn't spend any of their hard-earned money, then they would not be able to teach your children. Let me ask you this question, teachers. For those of you who think that school choice will take money out of the classroom, how many of you have to watch how many photocopies you make? How many of you have a ration on how many photocopies you can make? Maybe you're lucky and you have your social security number, your last four digits, or your employer employee ID where you can punch into the copying machine and make so many photocopies. Or maybe you've got to go through somebody, and that's always scary. (laughs) You got to go, can you please make me photocopies? And they give you the look, you know, that the hairy eyeball. But this is without school choice, right? This is where all the money, we all have all this money in schools. I also want you to think about this as far as teachers and parents go, because we don't have school choice right now. Again, the argument against school choice, right, is that it will bankrupt our classrooms. Teachers will not have money to teach our kids. The kids will not have money uh, spent on them. They won't have books. They won't have supplies. Well, we already established that most of the supplies are being bought by your teachers, anyways. Your teachers have to deal with copyright uh, quotas. They can only make so many copyrights a semester or a year. But let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Do we have currently being built in this state million, and I do mean million, 40, 50, 70, 100 million dollar stadiums that are professional athlete caliber? Up in Dallas somewhere, they're building a a, a stadium that's going to cost at least a 100 million dollars by the time they're done with it. But I can guarantee you, if you go into the classroom with those teachers, those teachers are just like us teachers down here in Humble, where they're having to spend money out of their pocket to teach your children. Let me ask you a question. If school vouchers hit, would it make a difference? Would your teachers in public schools still have to spend out of pocket to make classes happen? Of course they would. But would school districts be able to afford a $70 million Or a hundred million dollar stadium? Probably not. Now you're going, Scott, Scott, that's an extreme example. Of course, you're picking the most extreme example, Scott. You're trying to make your point. Okay, let's take a less extreme example. Let's take an example that happens in every single school district here in Texas. How much do superintendents get paid? Out here in Humble, and this is nothing against our current superintendent, but she's making two hundred dollars to $300,000 a year in salary. Then we add all the fringe benefits. We add, of course, the fact that she gets a car stipend. She gets a gas stipend. Her health insurance is completely paid for by for the entire family. Here in Costa de Ford, we spend $1,000 extra a month in order to cover the entire family. And for those of you that know me and seen videos, I have a youngest son. He's got hearing aids. Guess what's not covered in this $1,000 a month healthcare plan? That's right, hearing aids. Those suckers can run four to $5,000 and there's no coverage. But yet our superintendent gets her entire family paid for. The superintendent also gets a cost of living stipend. This is an addition to her base salary. Additionally, depending on the contract, if she works four years or five years, she's fully vested in the teacher retirement system, which means while your classroom teachers are working 80 or 90, depending on the numbers, the magic numbers and when they started, they've got to work until they're old, old ladies and gentlemen, while a superintendent has to work four to five years and they can retire with full benefits. Now, let me ask you this question. Why, if school districts, if public school districts have all of this money, all of this money from us taxpayers, why, 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 why is my wife, is your wife, is your husband, maybe you, maybe your kid's teacher, why are they having to spend hundreds, and I do mean hundreds of dollars, every year in order to cover the expenses needed to teach your kids, to teach the classrooms. The idea that public schools don't have enough money or that privatization or school choice will take money out of the schools? Folks, the teachers already don't get enough money in the classrooms. But it's amazing how money shows up for certain things. So the question here I have is simply this. If we have voucher systems, how much of a difference would that make to the bottom line of a school district? Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. My name, of course, is Scott Ford, the Libertarian Professor. You're home for conservative and libertarian talk. We're connecting the pieces for you guys like you're not going to get anywhere else. We're talking, of course, about the latest bombshell from Dan Huberty saying that school choice was dead, dead, dead. Now, it doesn't matter if you're pro school choice or anti school choice. What we're talking about here is actually worse for the students, the parents and yes, the teachers. And we're going to talk about why. Right now, we're talking about school choice itself. In the last segment, we looked at the fact that one of the big arguments against school choice is that, you know, schools can't afford to have any money diverted. Schools are working on a shoestring budget. I mean, this is the this is the lie that is told. This is the propaganda that's told. Now, again, as a classroom teacher for 15, 16 years. I grew up in a teacher family. My mom is a teacher. My mother-in-law, rest her soul, is a teacher. My, My wife is an elementary school teacher, okay? So I'm on the inside looking out. I'm not on the outside looking in. And one of the things that is kind of propaganda is schools have no money. I mean, obviously, schools have no money, right? Because teachers have to spend so much out of their pocket. They have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars on school supplies not as a want to have not as a it'd be cool but simply as a I can't teach my class unless I have these supplies and this is the this is the lie that is out there and us teachers believe this lie too but then when you take a step back and you see public schools spending $70 million to $100 million on a stadium, on a football stadium. But yet, I guarantee you in that school district, teachers are still pulling money, hemorrhaging money to make classes happen. I bet you para, uh, paras, okay, your, your paraprofessionals, your classroom aides, are making about minimum wage or less. Look, i spent my first two years teaching life skills, special ed. I survived because of my parents. I could not have taught that class unless I had parents helping me. And every one of my parents had to have a second job in order to pay their bills because school districts pay so little to these people who work their butts off. But yet... They can find $50 million, $70 million, $100 million to build a football stadium. Now, again, maybe you're saying, Scott, that's an extreme example. And yeah, you know what? That is an extreme example. It's made national news. So obviously, this is kind of an extreme, unique situation. But if schools were really hurting for money... If there wasn't millions and millions and millions of dollars involved in our school systems, then how would they pay the CEO salaries—the two hundred thousand, the three hundred thousand? Houston ISD was paying their superintendent five hundred thousand dollars a year to be the superintendent. Here in Humble, we're paying our superintendent was it two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, and. Full medical, car reimbursement, cost of living stipend. I mean, so my point here is when you have teachers who are having to spend out of pocket to teach your children, there obviously is a problem with funding. And it's not because the schools aren't getting enough money from taxpayers. That's not the problem. The problem is the school Doesn't have any responsibility, doesn't have any accountability when it comes to spending money. But yeah, I can guarantee you, guarantee you, who are the first people to get hit? Anytime there's a budget issue, anytime there's a budget crunch, now watch this next legislative session when the schools don't get the funding that they want. Oh, they're going to bring out the kids. They're going to bring out the teachers. And the teachers and the kids are going to look pathetic and pitiful and say, "Why we need money. They're not going to bring out the superintendents that are driving the BMWs and the Mercedes who've got you know a five-bedroom, 10-bedroom home with free country club membership. They're not bringing them out and saying, we need money. They're bringing out the ones who Who are getting the worst end of the deal? And remember that whenever you hear anybody start talking about, well, you're gonna take money out of the school districts and the school districts can't afford it. School districts cannot afford it when their superintendents are making $80,000, $90,000. When a school district can pay their superintendent $200,000 plus, and directors and assistant directors this and this and this, they can afford it. But obviously, their priority is not in the classroom. So that kills that argument. Uh, The next one, this is coming from Empower Texans. Huberty gives death sentence a school choice. Another conservative priority is on life support after the Texas House moved to thwart efforts to expand parental choice and education. Again, keep in mind, keep in mind, all right, that uh, Republicans run Texas. We have a Republican-controlled House, a Republican-controlled Senate, a Republican governorship. I mean, everything in Texas is controlled by Republicans at the state level. So the idea that conservative priorities aren't winning is kind of laughable. Public Education Chairman Dan Huberty, Republican Kingwood, told an interviewer that school choice was, quote, dead in the Texas House this year. Quote, you are in the no way, no how category from everything I'm hearing on school choice, said interviewer Evan Smith. Quote, there is nothing that they could do to move off the shtick on this. This is dead, dead, dead. Dan Huberty replied, I believe so. Yes. The response was an aggressive but expected move given Huberty's appointment to the position by Speaker Joe Strauss. Remember that name. However, pulling the plug in school choice plans uh, places him in direct conflict with some of the state's most powerful leaders. Earlier uh, this year, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick accused the Texas House of killing school choice reforms in previous sessions and demanded a record vote this session on school choice reform. Quote, this is a last session, the Senate senators passed the first ever school choice bill out of this building with money attached as a tax credit program. It never got a vote in the rest of the legislation. By the way, this is how they do it. This is how they do it. This is how the sneaky, slimy legislators like Dan Huberty, like Joe Strauss, get away with it because they kill it in calendars before it even gets to the floor. So they don't get a vote. On the record. And so they can come back and they say, oh, no, I'm for this, I'm for that, because they never got called on a vote. So last session, the Senate senators passed the first ever school choice bill out of the building with money attached as a tax credit program. It never got a vote in the rest. And a legislator said, Patrick, quote, I say, if you block a bill on school choice, you're blocking the future of the child of that family, of the American dream. We want to vote up or down in the Senate and in the House this session for school choice. Now, again, I want you you guys to pay attention to this. Even if you are anti-school choice, when we get to the second hour, I'm going to show you why Dan Huberty is not your knight in shining armor, why Dan Huberty is actually manipulating you, lying to you, and is going to create a situation worse, worse than the most conservative, most libertarian school choice policy. If they don't believe me, hang around. You're going to find out. Quote, I know Lieutenant Governor Patrick and legislator leaders from both the House and the Senate have been working on a school choice said Abbott. Quote, I hope and I urge that the law reach my desk. And when it does, I will make the choice to sign it and authorize school choice in the state of Texas. Defying both of them and the Republican Party of Texas. Now, my question, RPTs, what are you going to do about it? RPT, what you going to do about it? Which names school choice and legislative priority. Huberty said he won't allow the issue to reach the governor's desk or have a record vote this session. Instead, any reform increasing competition in education will likely die in his committee due to previous sense of du- uh, perverse sense of duty. Quote, your responsibility as a chairman is to protect your members from tough votes, said Huberty. Uh, even if you're okay, I don't care where you are in the political spectrum. I don't care where you are in the political spectrum. The fact that they are protecting people from voting is disgusting. It is vile. It is the worst of the worst of political tricks. Let me explain what this is. If your legislators, whether they're Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, anywhere in between, when they're not put on the record, they can say anything they want to you. They can lie to you. They can mislead you. They can twist the truth. So this practice of not Letting bills touch the floor for a vote should be despised, should be reviled, should be rebuked by every single political ideology in this state. Whether you're ultra-liberal or ultra-conservative, you should demand that your legislator is on the record that they vote on things so you know where they stand regardless of what they tell you. That they believe in. Huberty's statement isn't one of a uh, civil servant, it's one of a charlatan embroidered everything citizens hate about politicians and already causing him to take heat into his district. After making his remarks, Huberty was heavily criticized by Robin Lennon of the Kingwood Tea Party. Dan Huberty is championing the education establishment, leaving nearly a million Texas students without hope of achieving the American dream, said Lennon. Now, what's kind of funny is uh, during the primaries last year, You could not go to a King with Tea Party event without running into Dan Huberty. You you couldn't do it. You kept running into him anytime you went to a King with Tea Party. I'm kind of curious, as honestly, we're really not that far away from primaries again, if Huberty will show his face at a Tea Party event. I sincerely doubt it. All right, guys, when we come back, as promised... We're going to lay out the case why even if you're anti-school choice, what is going to happen by Joe Strauss and Dan Huberty is bad for everybody except them. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am, of course, Scott Ford, the Libertarian professor, your home conservative Libertarian talk radio. When I can get back to the microphone on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. Thank you for either watching me live or listening to me on wonderful internet radio stations like RagingElephantsRadio.com, BlackMarketLiberty.com, and LibertyRadioTexas.com. All right. So in the first hour, we talked about, of course, Dan Huberty, Republican HD 127, basically saying school choice is dead. No way school choice is going to happen. It's dead Forget about it. Forget about it. And of course, right? Of course, the anti school choice people are are cheering. They they are just absolutely in a tizzy. They're very happy about this. Now, to their credit, a lot of these school anti school choice people are honest about their opinion. They think that going with school choice is going to bankrupt schools. Already talked about the fact that um you know teachers are still having to pay out of pocket. Teachers are still having to drop thousands of dollars to make a classroom happen, while the school districts are dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars on their superintendents. That's your money, by the way. They're spending millions of dollars on stadiums. But this is one of the big issues, right? So so the anti-school choice people are, are having a celebration. They're having a, a joyous thing right now. Um, some comments from Humble uh, ISD Parent Group. Uh, Teresa Johnson, thank you, Representative Dan Huberty. Lots of exclamation points. I will be contacting his office to thank him. Christy Warren, Uh, let's see what's, uh, let's see what, just called his office in Austin. The man that answered was very kind. He appreciated and called and took my name and comment. Um, I just called as well. We need to support his position. That's Roger Daly. So here we go, right? So, wow, awesome, blah, blah, blah. What they're not getting is the nefariousness. The subtle trick that's being played. Now, I'm going to connect the dots for you. Now, again, if you are anti-school choice, follow me on this one. Because what you're going to find out is what's coming for you, what's coming for our kids, and what's coming for our teachers is very, very bad. Pulling from an article, this is watchdog.org, Texas Bureau. And this came back out in 2015. Rear guard fight. Butt and Strauss block school choice in Texas. Now, remember, if you listen to the first hour, you heard the name Joe Strauss. Joe Strauss, in my opinion, is probably the second most powerful man in Texas. I think he is probably the most power, second powerful man in Texas. He is, of course, the Speaker of the House in the Texas House. The man spent, I think, what four million dollars for his reelection for a part-time job. Okay. Uh, what Joe Strauss wants, Joe Strauss gets, and so Joe Strauss appointed Dan Huberty to the position of the chair of the education group. Okay, so he made Dan Huberty the most powerful person when it comes to education here in Texas. The man, Dan Huberty, who while super uh, while school board president of Humble ISD, had four of the worst fifty schools in Texas. Look it up. Houston Cron will verify that. So Button Strauss blocked school choice in Texas. Two men are single-handedly blocking school choice in Texas and propping up a faltered public monopoly. House Speaker Joe Strauss and HEB, that's the grocery store, right? HEB grocery uh, magnet, Charles Butt, B-U-T-T, wield political and financial clout over the state legislator to ensure the status quo in education. Now, again, even if you're Anti school choice. You need to be paying attention here. You need to know who the players are and how they're setting this up. So, Joe Strauss is figuratively, I don't know, maybe literally, I don't know. I'm not judging. Figuratively, in bed with HEB guy Charles Butt. Charles Butt of HEB gives millions of dollars, millions of dollars in support of public school which sounds great, okay? I don't think anybody's going to say, oh, you shouldn't give money to public schools. No, no, no. How dare you do these public school prize? No, no, that's not what I'm talking about, okay? HEB does awards to teachers. They do awards to schools. So it's kind of hard, kind of hard to not like the guy. But when you start to look at where his angle is, what he's getting out of it, he starts to lose some of the luster. He starts to lose some of the White knight shining armor, as it were. So Joe Strauss and Charles Butt have spent a lot of money keeping school choice from coming here to Texas. Now, again, to those of you anti-school choice people, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to H-E-B and buy extra stuff just to support them. You might want to hold on until we're done. Strauss and Butt use a broad brush to keep choice at bay, calling everything a voucher or privatization, said Matthew Pruitt, founder of Texas Parents Union on q a but sponsored political group Texas Parents Pack Texas Parents Pack remember that name Texas Parents Pack declared quote we do not support candidates who advocate for privatization of public school remember that okay privatization now again to the anti school choice person they're all for keeping public schools public right we don't want corporations in our public school we don't want corporations getting their fingers, their hooks into public schools. Now, I got bad news for you. They already are. They already are well entrenched in public schools. If you don't believe me, go to any school conference. Go to any conference that caters to school districts. You're going to see companies spending lots of money getting their hooks, getting their piece of the pie when it comes to schools. Education is a billion-dollar business. Now, even then, removing that aspect, who do you think develops those standardized tests that change every year or every, new, every other year? How much money do you think Pearson's getting? John Oliver, for those of you who are liberal, John Oliver did a whole episode on testing and about how much money Pearson view as getting. Millions and millions, if not billions of dollars, How much do you think testing organizations, testing companies here in Texas get? Billions of dollars. And they totally screwed the pooch last year. So the idea that we have to keep corporations out of schools is a moot point. They're already here. And they're here in force. And they are why you still have to have your kids standardized test. And it's across the country. That's why No Child Left Behind hasn't died yet. That's why Race to the Bottom hasn't died yet. That's why these stupid education bills don't die, even though research from conservative and liberal, and I do mean ultra-liberal professors in education, are saying this standardized testing does not work. This high-stakes testing does not work. You cannot find one true educational expert who's not on the dole, who's not getting paid, by the way, from these testing companies. You can't find one independent ed- educational expert who says, yeah, these high-stakes testings are great. If you do, please point them out to me because during my master's program at a and I couldn't find any, couldn't find one. And even though I went to a and my professors were pretty liberal. And even they were like, high stakes testing is, is horrible. But why do you think we still have it? Because there's billions and billions of dollars invested in it by private organizations. So if you're worried that corporations are going to get their hooks into schools if we privatize it or have school choice, guess what? It's too late. But again, I want you to remember that. Their whole thing is, well, we don't want uh, privatization. We don't want privatization. We don't want corporations coming in and running our schools, okay? We remember that. Um, Texas Parents Pack and two other butt-backed organizations, raise your hands, Texas, and save Texas schools are crucial weapons in the rear-guard fight against school choice. Now, again, we're going to tie this together. Joe Strauss, Speaker of the House, Joe Strauss appointed Dan Huberty to chair the education committee. Dan Huberty has vowed to not even let a school choice bill hit the floor for a vote. So Dan Huberty is on the record saying he will bury school choice bills. Now, again, you anti-school people, you're cheering at this point. Hold on. We're still connecting the dots. So Joe Strauss, Speaker of the House, appoints Dan Huberty. Dan Huberty as a chair of the Education Committee. Dan Huberty has vowed not to let any school choice bill hit the floor. Who's behind all this? Charles Butt. Charles Butt, H-E-B tycoon. H-E-B has sponsored or Butt has sponsored Texas Parents Pack, which also sponsors Raise Your Hands Texas or Raise Your Hand Texas and Save Texas Schools. So remember, remember the players. It's important to remember the players. And why is it important? Because nobody puts this together. Do you think they want these connections public? Do you think they're going to make this easy? Do you think Dan Huberty is going to come forward and say, yeah, Joe Strauss is a good friend. We're part of the Texas Parents Pack. We got to raise your hand, Texas, yada, yada, yada. No, they're going to tell you just enough to make you believe in them. We are going to uncover the rest, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Let me come back. You guys don't want to go anywhere. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I am Scott Ford, your host, the Libertarian Professor. This is your home for conservative and libertarian talk radio, where we connect the dots that you're not going to get anywhere else. And of course, today we're talking about school choice. Uh, Dan Huberty, HD 127 uh, Republican, uh, definitely a name only, has vowed as educational chairman to make sure no school choice bill ever gets to the floor for a vote. Now, in this section, we're going to talk why even those of you who are anti-school choice need to be very, very angry because you're being purposely manipulated to. Look, I began the show by telling you exactly where I stood. I am a pro school choice advocate. I believe in educational savings accounts. I believe in school choice. I'm making my position very, very clear. Dan Huberty, however, has a veil of shadows. He is manipulating those of you out there who think that he is the public school savior. And in this section, in this hour, we're going to talk about why you need to be angry at him. So in the last section, we talked about the Joe Strauss, Charles Butt, Dan Huberty connection, okay? So Joe Strauss, Speaker of the House, right? Uh, Charles Butt, the guy who runs HEB. Charles Butt pumps tons and tons of money into advocacy groups and election campaigns. And so Joe Strauss gets a lot of money from Charles Butts and his organizations to make sure school choice doesn't happen. Joe Strauss appointed Dan Huberty to be educational chair, thus ensuring that school choice doesn't happen here in Texas. Charles Butts, again, H E B, also. Has Texas Parents Pack. Now, of course, it makes it sound like it's pro parent. It's not. So he funds Texas Parent Pack. Additionally, there's two other organizations that are backed by Charles Butt Raise Your Hand Texas and Save Texas Schools. Now, let's take a look at an organization that backs. Dan Huberty. Now, keep in mind, remember, Raise Your Hand Texas and Dan Huberty are buddy-buddy. Charles Butt gives a lot of money to Joe Strauss and Dan Huberty, okay? And Raise Your Hand Texas is a Charles Butt-backed organization. So, Dan Huberty and Raise Your Hand Texas are synonymous. They are partners. They are hand-in-hand, so let's take a look at Raise Your Hand Texas. What is Raise Your Hand Texas about? Well, their front page is become a supporter. Strengthen public school takes all of us. You can help. Strengthening public schools takes all of us. You can help. So right off the bat, they sound like a public school advocacy group. Again, again, public school teacher, 15, 16 years, married to one, kids are in public school. How can you find fault? in any organization that wants to help schools. I mean, Scott, you're finding fault in HEB. HEB is a Texas institution. The next thing you're going to do is make fun of, you know, something else. No, no, no. We're going to connect the pieces. There's a lot of stuff going on under the sheets here. So become a supporter. Strengthening Public Schools takes all of us. You can help. Autonomy and innovation, expansion for public school districts. The 84th Texas legislature significantly expanded public school autonomy and innovation, and districts are taking advantage of the opportunity to be innovative. That sounds phenomenal. Heck, maybe I should change my stance. Maybe I should get on the Huberty bandwagon. Maybe I should become, quote, unquote, a fan of Dan, what are you complaining about, Scott? You say you, you you like school. You say you're an educator. What's wrong with Raise Your Hand, Texas? The 84th Texas Legislature Significantly Expanded Public School Autonomy. That's always good. And innovation, and innovation. I want you to pay attention to that word, innovation. Now, my master's degree is in educational technology. I'm a geek. Innovation is my middle name. Well, you know, figuratively speaking, but I love innovation. Look, I was doing things in the classroom that uh, 10 years ago that are just being explored now. I had a Moodle, which is an LMS. I had a Moodle setup for my students back in 2004. I had my own website back in 2004. I had online exams. I was doing innovation. And so when I see... An organization wanting to bring innovation to schools. I got a little excited. I got to tell you, I'm tingling. <laughs> but that term innovation has become a loaded, loaded term. Innovation and districts are taking advantage of the opportunity to be innovative. Districts of innovation. Whoa. Now, some of you who are paying attention hear me say Districts Innovation and are going, wait a minute, hold on. We know what that term means. Keep in mind, this is the group that Dan Huberty is tight with. This is the group that's paying Dan Huberty a lot of money for his election. This is the group that's paying Joe Strauss a ton of money who appointed Dan Huberty. These folks are all in financial bed together. So raise your hand, Texas, districts of innovation as created by House Bill 1842 represent the next step in public school flexibility. Again, on the surface, this sounds wonderful. Who doesn't want to have an innovative school? Let's be honest, schools haven't changed much since they were created back in the agrarian society. So innovation is, is a long time coming. We'll get there. The new law clears the way for districts to request the same exemptions from state law as open enrollment charter schools and encourages districts and charters to collaborate across multiple campuses and with institutes of higher education pursuant to locally developed plans. Now, let me ask you this question. Does this say they're against charter schools. Does this say they're against charter schools? They say they can work with them. They say they can work with them. Well, let me pull up something else. This is also from Raise Your Hand Texas. Remember, this is, ladies and gentlemen, the organization that that Joe Strauss and Dan Huberty are in bed with. This is the organization that is funding the guy you anti-school choice advocates are cheering today. So what is Raise Your Hand Texas's position on charter schools? In 1995, Texas authorized the creation of public charter schools, open enrollment charter, and district charters exist within the public school system and are taxpayer-funded entities regulated by the Texas Education Agency pause there. Who pays for the charter schools? Remember it the first hour, we said one of the big beefs that anti-school choice people have is taking public funds, taxpayer funds, and funneling them into private organizations, right? That was one of the big complaints that anti-school choice people had, taking public funds and putting them into private organizations. This even came out of Dan Huberty's mouth. Dan Huberty said he would not approve vouchers because he did not believe public funds should go to private organizations. And all the anti-school choice people went, rah, yeah, 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 cheer. However, open enrollment charter and district charters exist within the public school system and are taxpayer-funded entities. Who is paying for charter schools? taxpayers this tax paying money is public money where is this public money going into charter schools now you're thinking what's wrong with charter schools what's wrong with charter schools open enrollment charter authorization oversight the commission of education may grant a charter for an open enrollment charter schools to these types of eligible entities public private or independent institutions of higher education wait what'd you just say i'm sorry repeat that again scott this is who's eligible for your public money. This is who Dan Huberty is okay with. Dan Huberty is okay with charter schools. How can I say he's okay with charter schools? Because he's in bed with Charles Butt and Joe Strauss. Look, Joe Strauss is making tons and tons and tons of money from Charles Butt. Do you think Joe Strauss would appoint Dan Huberty to a position that was anti-Charles Butt's stance? No. Raise your hand, Texas is funded by Charles Butt. So what does Charles Butt's organization say about charter schools? Who can get this public money? Who can get taxpayer-funded money? Who can get what Dan Huberty said would not happen from public funds to private organizations? Let's find out. Public, private, or independent institutions are eligible As charter schools here in Texas, in case you didn't understand what I just said, private independent institutions, folks, that is taking money from public and putting it into private. But I guess for Dan Huberty, it's okay when it's a charter school because Charles Butt says it's okay, and Charles Butt pays Joe Strauss, and Joe Strauss appointed Dan Huberty. Now, if you're not getting a little bit pissed right now, then you're not paying attention. If you're an anti-school choice advocate, and you're not going, whoa, wait a minute, what do you mean charter schools are okay, and they can be a private organization or an independent institution? That's taking public money and putting it into a private organization hands, right? That's taking public money and putting it in a private organization's hands. Now, here's where it gets really fun. A charter school has a charter. A charter school doesn't have to take everybody. A charter school can kick out, unlike the public school, right? because a charter school can be a private or independent organization, a charter school can say, look, this kid has too many absences. We're kicking him out back to his home school. Oh, this kid has a behavioral problem. Kick him back to his own school. This kid has learning development issues. This kid needs special ed. Kick him back to his home school. This kid did not do well on his benchmark exams kick him back to his home school. So now the charter school is getting basically the cream of the crop, the kids who are going to score high on the state standardized testing. Meanwhile, the public school, which can't kick these kids out, that have to serve these kids because it's public funds. Remember, the charter school's also getting this public funds, also getting your taxpayer money. They've kicked out those kids, but the public school Can't get rid of those kids. And those kids' performance on the standardized testing is tied to the teacher, tied to the school, and tied to the district. And so when you take a percentage of kids out of a classroom that could bring test scores up, and the percentage of kids that have lower test scores are left, guess what happens? Teachers you better be calling Dan Huberty, you better be angry, because this is your job we're talking about. When those kids leave your classroom that will do well on the test for the charter schools and they kick back, the problem kids, the behavioral kids, the ones who are skipping schools, the ones who try their hardest but aren't going to score well on the test, when they are in your classroom and your test scores are bottom, 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 What do you think that happens? What do you think happens to the teachers? Their evaluations are tied to this. The school's evaluations are tied to this. The district's evaluations are tied to it. Federal funds, state funds are tied to test results. So the charter schools look fantastic because they only keep who they want to keep. But they send what they consider the undesirables back to the home campuses. And now the teachers, the ones who are having to spend thousands of dollars out of their own pocket to make classes happen, the ones who are anti-school choice, who are cheering Dan Huberty, you guys are stuck with these horrible test scores. Your job, your reputation, your professional career is now on the line because Dan Huberty, Joe Strauss, and Charles Butt do not want vouchers, do not want school choice, but they do want non-compete No competition, no bid contracts with private and independent organizations under the heading of charter schools in public schools. Ladies and gentlemen, you're being duped. We'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back to the classroom, ladies and gentlemen. If you were there for the last segment, you had a revelation. We have just, we really, we have just exposed. Now, again, if you're anti-school choice... You're honest about it. I I think the majority of people that I run to that are anti-school choice honestly believe that school vouchers and school choice will take money out of public schools' classrooms and will hurt public schools. And they're cheering right now what Dan Huberty and Joe Strauss have basically declared this year, which is school choice will not happen. In the last section, I pointed out, no, 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 school choice isn't going to happen. Something worse is going to happen. Something that really should offend anti-school choice people more than pro-school choice. If if you're anti-school choice and you are still cheering, listen. Once again, in the last section, we put the connections together. Charles Butt who is the leader, the owner, the CEO, whatever, the guy who runs HEB. Charles Butt is a quote-unquote big supporter of public schools. Again, that sounds wonderful. That sounds fantastic. How can anybody take exception to a man who's using his organization and his money to help public school? I mean, th- that, that sounds like it should be a good thing, right? Yeah, until you take a closer look at it. See, Charles Butt gives Joe Strauss, the Speaker of the House, a lot of money. Lots and lots of money, okay? A lot of money. More than a teacher makes in a year, he gives to Joe Strauss. So he owns Joe Strauss. Joe Strauss is not a school choice fan. He is anti-school choice. He is in bed with Charles Butt. Joe Strauss can appoint anyone he wants to chair the education committee in the House. He chooses Dan Huberty. Why? Because Dan Huberty is also anti-school choice. Now, for those of you who are anti-school choice, this is where the narrative comes to an end. This is where you're happy. We are going to continue. Because Charles Butt also funds other organizations that are supposed to be pro-public school. He funds Texas Parents Pack. Texas Parents Pack endorsed Joe Strauss and Dan Huberty. Other organizations that uh, Charles Butt pays and supports is Raise Your Hand Texas and Save Texas Schools. Again, on the surface, how could a former public school teacher have any problem with this? Then you dig a little. And you start to see what's going on. I am at Raise Your Hand Texas's website. If you don't believe me, Google it. Go there. Raise Your Hands Texas. What does Raise Your Hand Texas believe in? If you look at what they believe in, you can see what Huberty believes in. Why? Because this is Charles Butt's organization. Who appointed Dan Huberty to this position? Joe Strauss. Who gives Joe Strauss lots of money? Charles Butts. Who gives Dan Huberty lots of money? Charles Butts. So anything you see on Raise Your Hand Texas is what Dan Huberty believes in. Got it? The very first paragraph The very first paragraph, the 84th Texas Legislative significantly expanded public school autonomy and innovation, and districts are taking advantage of the opportunity to be innovative. Sounds wonderful. Sounds beautiful. Sounds fantastic. Districts of innovation. What? Maybe you've heard that term before. If you didn't, we're going to talk about what that means in just a second. Districts of innovation. This is something that Raise Your Hand Texas approves of. They want... Districts of innovation. The new law clears the way for districts to request the same exemptions from state laws as open enrollment charter schools and encourages districts and charters to collaborate across multiple campuses and with institutions of higher education, blah, 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 blah. But they mentioned charter schools. Remember, once again, from the first hour, Dan Huberty, one of Dan Huberty's biggest beefs with school vouchers. And one of the biggest beef anti-school choice people have is they're going to take money from public schools and funnel it into private schools. They're going to take the public taxpayer money and give it to private institutions. That's the biggest complaint, right? Because one, it's public money. It shouldn't go to private organizations. And two, if you take public funds and you give it to private schools, you're going to hurt public schools. That's the argument. That's the logic. But yet, Raise Your Hand Texas is all right with charter schools. So let's take a closer look at charter schools for a second. This, again, is from Raise Your Hand Texas. It's on the site. You can go to advocacy and click on charter schools. This is what they believe in. 1995, Texas author- authorized the creation of public charter schools, open enrollment charters, and district charters exist within the public school system and are taxpayer funded entities. There is a key word. Who pays for charter schools? Taxpayers. Taxpaying is public funds, right? So, taxpayer funded public funds go towards charter schools. Who are these charter schools? Well, to be eligible for charter schools, the commissioner of education may grant a charter for an open enrollment school to these types of eligible entities. Public, not a problem. Private, private. Wait a minute. Wasn't one of the complaints from anti-school choice people was taking public funds and putting into private schools? Wasn't that one of the complaints? Yeah, I think it was. But charter schools take public funds and put it to private schools. And Charles Butt's okay with this? Joe Strauss is okay with this? Dan Huberty is okay? Why is that okay, but not public money to private schools? Why is it okay for public money to go to a charter school that might be owned privately, but not to a private school? Hmm. Maybe because if they were, they would be pro-school choice, and they would lose your support and lose your vote. But when they hide it as a charter school that's privately owned or commercially owned, you don't know the difference. Because they come back and they say, oh, we're against school choice. And they get people out there cheering them for supporting our public schools. You're being duped, ladies and gentlemen. Hate to be the one to tell you that. Scrolling down, scrolling down on the page, raise your hand, Texas, unlike open enrollment charters that are authorized by the state district charters, again, this is one of the things they're pushing, also referred to as campus charters or campus program charters in the Texas Education Code are authorized by local school districts, which are in turn held accountable for student performances on the campuses. That sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, you got to hold accountability until... Last section, you understand that charter schools can get rid of who they deem undesirable. Johnny misses too many days of school. He might not do well with the standardized test. Send him back to his home campus. That's a public school. They can't get rid of him. Oh, Johnny started a fight. We can get rid of him. We're a charter school. The public school has to take him. They can't get rid of him. Oh, Johnny scored really low on a benchmark exam. Chances are he's going to bomb the high-stakes testing, get rid of him, send him back to his home campus. They can't get rid of him. They're a public school. Now let's talk about the accountability here. All of a sudden, this charter school is getting aces on their standardized testing because all they have are the kids they identify as being good testers. Meanwhile, the poor public school that you, the teacher, or the teacher of your kids, or your friend, the teacher, who are anti-school choice, all of a sudden, you've got all the kids that the charter schools have kicked out because Dan Huberty is okay with charter schools, Joe Strauss is okay with charter schools, and Charles Butt is pushing charter schools. Now that public school teacher has all the kids at charter schools kicked out. They test, they bomb. That test score is tied to that teacher, that teacher's appraisal. Sometimes that teacher's salary, depending on the school district, that teacher is also associated with that school and that district. And now that school gets less funding. That district gets less funding. That teacher gets their ass fired. But the charter school is doing great because they get to pick and we support Public education, yes, thank you, Dan Huberty, for being a staunch supporter of public schools. Do you see the problem here? Do you see the problem if you don't see the problem let's move on to the next sentence on raise your hand taxes the schools the charter schools are can be staffed can be staffed by either district staff, meaning full fledged teachers who are teaching at other schools or Under contract with another entity such as an open enrollment charter operator. So tell me again how a charter school is not a public is not a private school. It's locked in the public school system, so it's not technically school choice. It's getting your taxpayer money. It doesn't have to take all the kids, and it doesn't even have to take district personnel. It can hire via contract. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the school and the system that Dan Huberty, anti-school choice, wants. You tell me how this is worse than actual vouchers. You know why it's worse? Because under a voucher system, your teachers and your schools have a fighting chance of doing well on state testing. Your schools have a fighting chance because now they're in competition in the truest sense. With charter schools, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell because the charter schools get access to everything good in a public school and everything good in a private school, and they kick back the kids they don't want. They don't have to hire district personnel, and they're getting your tax money, and this is somehow not qualified or classified as school choice. If you are still okay with Dan Huberty and Joe Strauss and Charles Butt and your anti-school choice, then you're not awake. Now, let's talk about this District of Innovation stuff. Because this is another thing being pushed by Dan Huberty. Joe Strauss, and Charles Butts. Let's take a look at districts of innovation. Districts of innovation across Texas. Raise your hand, Texas. Again, funded by Charles Butts. Current as of January 26, 2016. District of innovation plans vary from school district to school district and can include many different exemptions, the most popular of which include Kate teacher certifications. Now, I am a Kate teacher, career and technology education. Of the districts that have exempted themselves from some form of teacher certification requirements, wait a minute. So, if I'm working at a public school, I have to get certified, right? If we're in a teacher, if we're in a uh, a, a district of innovation, all of a sudden certification requirements are waived for certain teachers. Where what what huh? A significant majority pointed to the need to find KATE teachers as a motivation for assessing the exemption, often pointing to desire to hire industry experts. Folks, I was a KATE teacher for four or five years among the many years of my education. None of the KATE teachers I worked with the engineer, the pre-engineering teacher, the cosmetology teachers, the nursing teachers, uh, the computer teachers had a problem passing their certification exams. The only ones who have a problem passing the certification exams are the ag teachers. Now, this is not a slam against ag teachers. The best principal I ever had in my life was an ag teacher. The reason why ag teachers have a problem passing the certification exam is because the certification exam was written by somebody who doesn't have a clue about what ag teachers are supposed to do. So it's a bad test. So instead of fixing the test, exempt them Fix the test. Start there. Other common sources of motivation include a desire to partner more easily with faculty from institutions of higher education for dual credit purposes and allowing certified teachers to teach a course outside his or her area of certification in order to expand course offerings. I got news for you. Teachers can teach out of their certification area just so long as they don't teach a certain percentage out of their certification area. And if you do teach out of your certification area, guess what? All you got to do once you're certified is sit for an exam, and they're pretty easy to pass. We'll be right back, guys, because there's still more. You don't want to miss this. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the show. We are eviscerating... Dan Huberty's recent stance on being anti-school choice. If you hadn't seen the news that came out today, Dan Huberty is on the record of saying that any bill about school choice will not see the floor. They won't even get a vote on it. Now, the anti-school choice people are rejoicing. At least they were until they heard part of this show, and then they realized that they're being duped. How are they being duped? Well, because... Charles Butts, big head honcho at H-E-B, gives a lot of money, and I'm I'm recapping for those of you just joining me, okay, just joining me, Joe Stra- uh, Charles Butts, big honcho over at H-E-B, gives a lot of money to Joe Strauss, Joe Strauss being the Speaker of the House, Joe Strauss of course being the one who picks, who chairs committees. Joe Strauss chose Dan Huberty to chair the Education Committee. Joe Strauss and Dan Huberty both get sizable donations from Charles Butts and his organizations to make sure, quote-unquote, school choice doesn't happen. So Charles Butts also runs several different supposedly public school uh, pro groups, okay? One of them being Texas Parents Pack. Texas Parents Pack endorsed Joe Strauss and Dan Huberty. Now, for those of you just joining me are going, that's great. We don't want school choice. We don't want... Private organizations getting public funds. Well, for those of you who listened to the last section, you know that's a lie. Because Joe Strauss, Dan Huberty are all right with Charles Butts' organization, Raise Your Hand Texas. Raise Your Hand Texas is an organization backed by Charles Butts. Raise Your Hand Texas is okay with charter schools. Charter schools, they define as public, private, and independent organizations. Private, being commercially owned. So a commercially owned school can get a no-compete, okay, uh, no-bid contract with a school district. They get the money, your taxpayer money, public money, now going to a private organization, but it's not called school choice. See how they warp the words? See how they manipulate you, the voter? And so these charter schools that are privately owned can get your taxpayer money. Charter schools, as we talked about in the last section from Raise Your Hand Taxes, Charles Butt's organization, Charles Butt, of course, paying Joe Strauss and paying Dan Huberty, These charter schools don't have to abide by the same rules that the public schools do, even though they're getting public school money, even though they're getting access to public school infrastructure. The charter schools can hire district staff if they want, or they can not hire district staff and go through contracting companies. Charter schools, we talked about, can pick which kids they want. Now, they'll say open enrollment, But just because you get in doesn't mean you stay in. And some of these schools, here's a little dirty secret, some of these schools, once they kick the kid out because of attendance or behavior or poor test skills, they still keep that money. Yeah, they still keep the money that that kid brought in. That money doesn't go back to the public school when the kid leaves. And so the charter school, gets the great test scores because they got rid of everybody who might have been a danger of low test scores. The kids they kicked out, all of a sudden, are a higher percentage at the public schools. The test scores are low. The teacher, who's doing the best job they can, is tied to those test scores. Sometimes their evaluations are tied. Sometimes their salary is tied. Sometimes their jobs are tied. Their professional careers. And when a district Fires a teacher, that's pretty much the end of that teacher's job. They're pretty much done because every teaching application asks, have you ever been fired from a district? So that score that these kids get, that they're kicked out of the, the charter schools, is tied to the teacher, tied to the school, tied to the district. That all affects federal funds and state funds. And now tell me why Charter schools are okay, and school choice isn't. You tell me which is more honest. Somebody like me saying, I'm pro school choice. I'm pro educational savings account. Or somebody like Dan Hubert, he's like, I'm against school choice. We need to keep public funds in public places. (laughs) But charter schools are okay. And how many people are buying that? How many people are believing that? Again, raise your hand taxes, go to the website. The other thing that Raise Your Hand Texas, Charles Butts, Joe Strauss, and Dan Huberty are for and supporting are called districts of innovation. So what is a district of innovation? Because on the surface, it sounds great, right? We talked about the fact that Kate teachers can be exempt from certification requirements. As a Kate teacher myself, I think that's a bunch of bull. I think that's a bunch of bull. The only... The only Kate teachers I ever ran into problems, uh, the only Kate teachers I ran into that had problems passing the certification exam were ag teachers. And it wasn't because they didn't know their topic. It was because the test was bad. It was poorly written. It didn't test ag teachers on what they're supposed to be tested on. It was ridiculous. Okay? So, no certification, Uh, Let's see here. What other things do districts of innovations do? Uh, Dozens of districts have exempted themselves from the requirement to begin school no earlier than the fourth Monday in August. While some districts specify uh, specify a start date in their plans, others left the decision to the board or on an annual basis. So they don't have to have a certain start time. Uh, 90% attendance requirement for course credit exemption. The most common reason given by districts for exempting themselves from the requirement that students be in class for at least 90% of the days in order to receive a course credit. So now the kid doesn't have to be in class to get a credit for the course. Hey, Districts of Innovation, that's great. Let's talk about class size. Those of you teachers out there who are okay with Dan Huberty, who think that his anti-school choice is a great idea, let me tell you what's coming for you, especially here in Humble, because this is his backyard. Class size exemptions. Yeah. The most common reason given by districts assessing an exemption from the requirement to maintain class size to 22 To one in grades kindergarten through four. So now, if you're an elementary school teacher, you can have more than 22 kids in your classroom. Imagine that, elementary school teachers. Over 22 kids in your classroom. How much fun is that going to be? Where are they going to put the desks? Maybe they can do lofts, you know, have floor one, floor two, floor three for you. You know what this also means? It also means less teachers they have to hire which will come in handy when they bring in the charter schools that will do contracts and not hire you. And by the way, if you think this non-school choice is teacher-friendly, if you think Dan Huberty is a supporter of teachers, let's take a look here. Um, Contract exemptions. Districts Asking for this exemption from one or more contract provisions in Chapter 21 of the educational, uh, Texas Education Code reported they were largely designed to extend the probationary period for experienced teachers who are new to the district to two years rather than one year allowed under current law. So teachers who are out there cheering, non-school choice. If you're an experienced teacher, let's say you have 10, 15, 20 years in the classroom. You switch districts, you're on probation not one year, but two years. You're being treated like a new teacher. You're being treated like an incompetent for two years. State law says one year under a district of innovation, you got to go two years under a probationary contract. Modify the number of contract days to align with state requirements to track instructional time in minutes rather than days. Or place teachers hired on local teaching permits on an at-will basis. Ooh. Local teaching permits. You know what this means? It means that you don't have to be certified now to get a job. So if you're a 15-year veteran, 20-year veteran teacher, and you are pretty up there on the pay scale, as teachers can be, you're still not making nearly as much as Charles Butts giving Joe Strauss or Dan Huberty in a donation, but you're pretty up there for a teacher. Well, not only do they put you on probation for two years, but uh, you know, they don't have to actually hire you. First of all, if they have a charter school, they don't have to hire certified teachers. They can do contracts and districts of innovation. Why well, they can just give a local teaching permit. Tell me again how this is a champion of public schools we'll be right back guys don't go anywhere hey 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 ladies and gentlemen welcome back so we're gonna wrap things up here thank you guys for joining me again i apologize for the scattered show schedule I work down uh, 610 and 59 South. If you're familiar with the Houston area, it's down by the Galleria area. And traffic usually takes me an hour and a half to get home. By the time I get back, I'm, I'm just dead tired. In fact, sometimes I'm still on the road <laughs> when the show is supposed to start. <coughs> so I appreciate you guys listening to the show. Today, of course, we talked about the fact that Dan Huberty has come out and said that uh, school choice is not going to happen. And we laid out the case. We laid out the case that what he is doing is deceptive. It's underhanded. It is meant to trick people. The fact of the matter is is that even though he is, quote unquote, against school choice, he is still okay with charter schools, which aren't what they used to be. I mean, these things can be run by private organizations. They can bypass teaching certification. They can bypass district staffing. They can go outside with contract companies. They take public school funds. We talked about the fact they can get rid of students that they don't want there and kick them back to their home campuses. We took a look at uh, districts of innovation, which bypass a lot of uh, the protections. You know, this is all stuff that anti-school choice people are for. This is all the argument is for. Certified teachers, public money going to public organizations. The reality here, ladies and gentlemen, is whether or not you're for school choice or anti-school choice, the conversation going on right now in Austin is deceiving. It's a lie. It's a farce. It's designed to manipulate. That's all this is. Because at the end of the day, whether you're for school choice or you're against school choice money is still going to go from the public sector into the private sector and the big difference between being anti school choice or pro school choice is if you're pro school choice it's transparent there's more accountability the way Dan Huberty and Joe Strauss and Charles Butt wants to run this it's not transparent It's deceptive. It's backroom deals. It's money exchanging hands. It's teachers getting screwed over. It's our kids getting screwed over. At least with school choice, you see what's going on. You see where your money is going. Schools are accountable. With the charter school system that Raise Your Hand Texas, Charles Butts, Dan Huberty, and Joe Strauss want to bring in and Districts of Innovation they are against every aspect, every principle that those of you who are against school choice hold dear and value. You know, it's one thing to have a debate on the issues, it's one thing to have a debate versus school choice or not school choice. But that's not the debate we're having here. The fact of the matter is, is those of you who are against school choice, you're not getting what you think you're getting. You're not getting just public schools controlling the education. That's not the argument. That's not the debate. What's happening in Texas, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're pro or against, is do we have a transparent system of school choice or do we have an opaque system where there is charter schools, there's private industry taking taxpayer money, not being transparent, stacking the decks in their favor, screwing us over, and removing... Our voices and our power as parents, our power as taxpayers. The conversation, ladies and gentlemen, is not simply school choice versus anti-school choice. It's school choice versus do you want public schools to work with charters and districts of innovation because they're okay with that. Dan Huberty is not coming out against that. Do you notice he's being very careful in his words? He's not saying he's anti-District of Innovation. He's not saying he's anti-charter schools. What he's anti is you and me making choices when it comes to education. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining me. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you for listening, either live or during the day on wonderful radio stations like RagingElephantsRadio.com, Elephants Black or Liberty Radio Texas.com. Until later, class dismissed. Bye-bye for now.